listening to that intuition say you know what what's this here for why why have i attracted this right now what's the benefit of this coming to me right now there's an opportunity for me to grow yes he's literally triggering some of my deepest stuff which is my dad's stuff but what a beautiful gift for me to actually approach this i'm so excited to be introducing you guys lewis huckstep who is a leadership and mindset coach we become the people we needed when we we're at our lowest so that's why i love voids pains values purpose that's that's why i love it what are the things you did when it came to working through the pain for you to become the leader that you are now there's so many ways to heal and this is what i love about the self-development world like welcome to the queendom welcome back everyone with keys to the queendom i'm so excited to be introducing you guys to hewis hewis lewis good start tomorrow <laughs> lewis huckstep who is a leadership and mindset coach the beautiful thing he just said before was like i'm here to do good things and help good people welcome my friend how are you i'm incredible really well had a really awesome day today and it just gets better because we're here right now and uh obviously had a really good conversation when you jumped on my podcast so energy was really awesome so i'm sure we'll uh, we'll have some more of that today speaking of energy we had a discussion yesterday in regards to rescheduling based on me doing a bit of a reiki chakra session i just wanted to, yeah different i was expecting like big like spiritual awakening but it was it was not the case so i just wanted to say thank you for that have you ever done anything like that before yeah we were speaking a little bit uh about it yesterday and i haven't physically done one like i had gone booked in for a session the only one i've kind of had is one of my members at one of my studios about three years ago she came up to my one of my trainers and just said hey she's doing like a little spiritual healing if you want to come jump in i'm like yeah let's go and i jumped in and she just did it for like 15 minutes or something. And like she said, like something happened when you're in your womb, in your mum's womb at like six months into it or something. Like I was like, holy shit. So um, I haven't actually done a full healing in that sense, but I'm very open-minded to it. And I, I understand the concept of it. That's insane. And I want to touch back on this a little bit later because I feel like this is going to be a really great segue for it. But for those of you who have never met Lewis, you know, I'd love to know more you know, in regards to your story, where you began and why you're doing what you're doing, the amazing thing you're doing now. Beautiful. Well, look, I think I don't know if you're the same. I always kind of tell my story a little bit differently, but I was um, very, uh, I guess, struggled a lot mentally, emotionally when I was younger, diagnosed with autism, ADHD, Asperger's, had a lot of mental and emotional challenges through my upbringing, from suicide in the family to family and friends on antidepressants, on anti-anxiety medication. So I had a lot of pain around that. So really shaped me into having the passion to work through that for myself and for my my family and my clients to today. Um, I found a sanctuary through sports and um, I was a semi, semi-professional athlete growing up. Rugby league was my forte. I uh, contracted when I was quite young from ages of 12 to 18 uh, with the Titans and the Broncos um, at different stages. And then I guess I started to have a few injuries and I started to just, I guess, be drawn towards certain things. I got into the fitness industry at 18 years old, uh, worked for free for two and a half years, uh, and then got an opportunity to buy the business or buy half the business I was at. So I bought my first business when I was 21, uh, then opened, this is very naively, by the way, opened up a second one when I was uh, within six months of opening that one up, and it was not ready to open two, but we did it anyways. And then naively did a third one as well. So I had three physical businesses, physical gyms at the age of 23, 
and we're doing a million bucks a year in revenue but like we were just breaking even like we're just making enough to pay the bills and i was running around in circles in terms of just working at one business in the morning working another in the arvo doing all the admin during the day um had a team of 15 and i was just doing it out of for the wrong reasons i was doing it out of ego out of status out of insecurities not out of inspiration and I ended up selling one of them before COVID. So December before COVID happened. I just know it's a good timestamp for most people. Then I went through COVID with two studios. So two physical gyms was quite an experience to go through COVID with. Obviously, we were one of the first to shut down, one of the last to open up. Obviously, it was challenging for everyone, but it was a good good growth opportunity. I know you, you understand the importance of your perceptions and perspective upon things. So it was a really good challenge to learn and to grow uh, and to become a better leader and a better entrepreneur. And I've always loved helping people the entire way, coaching them more than weights and calories and protein and and, and training. It was all about like, I I remember I had like some sales consults that came down for the gym and we ended up unpacking trauma during during the sales consult. So I just always loved it. I remember one, uh, not as I was on my way out of the gyms, um, uh, selling the gyms, one of my sales consults, we ended up talking about her partner had committed suicide and she was holding on to it. And like, she'd come down for a sales consult and she ended up, like unpacking all this stuff and she signed up to the gym. She signed up with me as a personal coach. So I was just always drawn to it because I loved it and done a lot of self-development through Tony Robbins, through Cohen Ray, through Dr. John Martini, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, I love learning. I'm always learning. And yeah, I love love impacting people. So I transitioned into a coach now, I guess full-time coach, what I do full-time. I removed myself from the gym that I've got left. Looking at selling it at the moment, though, but that's a conversation for later. So just plug it in. Uh, just plug it in there, looking to sell it, but um, almost sold it, very close to, so pumped for that. But I love what I do. I'm very similar to you. I'm very mission-driven. I'm very impact-driven. I love adding value to people. I love people, and that's kind of me. Let's go back to you were diagnosed with Asperger's. Yes. Wow. I... My partner, not my partner, my little brother, he was diagnosed quite late with Asperger's um, probably about seven years ago. And I always say to him, it's his superpower. And I'd love to sort of hear your points around what it was like being diagnosed with ADHD, Asperger's, autism, and how you utilize that as your superpower. Beautiful. I love your terms as well. I use the exact same words as well. Uh, I filmed a video on ADHD this morning, actually, and very, very similar. So I think I I have ADHD. I'm undiagnosed by diagnosis. Yeah. Look, my, I literally filmed a reel on this this morning. I'll share pretty much word for word. It's like my view of ADHD is someone who has a high level of energy and a high level of sensitivity to boredom. So if you're doing something you don't enjoy doing, you're going to be very easily distracted because you've got a lot of energy to do something else. But wherever you have a deficit in life, well, life is balanced, right? You can't have up without down, sad without happy, hot without cold. So if there's a deficit, there's a surplus somewhere else. So I was not able to concentrate that well in geography class because I did not give a shit about it, but I could play video games or play sports for hours with laser levels of focus. And for people, if you want to be successful in anything tomorrow, like uh, health, fitness, relationship, business, sales, it requires a lot of consistent focused effort. So if you figure out what your values are, which is what is important to you and actually laser focus in on them, yes, there will be things that you don't necessarily want to do. I don't get that excited about emails. That's not a real high value of mine, but you push through that. Or you delegate it. So um, to answer your question though, I think in, it's hard to comment on in hindsight because like back then, like you, when you're what, I think zero to seven, you're, you're, you're like a sponge. You've got no frontal or developed frontal cortex to really 
challenge the beliefs you get told. You get told Santa Claus is real, Israel. You get told that the Easter Bunny is real, Israel. So, or she's real. So you just, there's no filter. Everything just is the truth. So when you get told you are this way, this is who you are, this is the person you are, you are socially awkward, socially anxious, you struggle to learn, you struggle to make friends. You like Those are literally the beliefs I adopted because that's just what I was told and I didn't have the defense to challenge and question why that was there. So in the moment, it was challenging. It was really challenging. I struggled to make friends. I was always socially awkward. I've asked my mum in hindsight what I was like. I said, mum, what was I like going to birthday parties? And she like laughed her head off. She's like, fucking hell. I hated taking you. You wouldn't want to go. You hated it. Um, et cetera. So in hindsight, um, it, it's a blessing. It all happens for a reason and it served me. But I guess when you're in the moment, when you're in the going through the pain and the struggle, it's hard to realize that stuff, especially when you're that young and you don't understand the awareness that you and me have to this day. And probably a lot of your audience has listened to a podcast. Like I wasn't listening to podcasts back then. I wasn't reading books back then. So yeah, it was, a, it was definitely challenging going through it. But once you heal like a video i filmed again this morning was i once you heal trauma it becomes your your greatest gift it it gives you your 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 strength your greatest pain is your greatest purpose your greatest wounds are your greatest wisdom so once you've worked through the pain it is your gift it's just working through it first is sometimes challenging for some people so it was challenging but it has definitely served me and it's it's shaped me into who i am today Going back to what I asked or shared with you yesterday around going to this healer, she said very similar things about going through the pain. And in my head, I'm like, I know this, I know this. And I'm sitting there with like, what's the strategy for me to go home and what I need to do? And she just literally said to me, like, love yourself. And so that hit a chord. Um, what are the things you did when it came to working through the pain for you to become the leader that you are now? Mm-hmm. No, there's, there's so many ways to heal. And this is what I love about the self-development world. Like, like I, I'm a big subscriber of John D. Martini. I've got his book on my desk pretty much at all times. I love Joe Dispenza. I think we spoke about him yeah. when I was on your podcast. I'm going down his rabbit hole again at the moment. I love uh, Tony Robbins. It's fantastic. I've done my NLP uh, stuff a while ago. I don't use too much of it, to be honest with you, but it did help. Yeah, man, that's talk for the day. Everyone's a life coach for the NLP qualification, but um, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But um, I guess the ways that I've myself i really love d martini's style of of processing things so i in that book called the breakthrough experience it's like every perception that we have outside of love and gratitude is a lopsided perception so when we go through life we see things the way we are not the way things are so if you've got if you've got a lot of pain inside of you that's the that's the lens we view life through so if you remember those well, I don't remember them. You are aware of the old school movies, like how they're like a flip book, like they're frames of photos put back to back to back to back and sped up fast enough. It looks like a video, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we view life. That, that's the same thing for us. So when if you do a breakdown your trauma using this sort of style of doing it, and Reiki is another style, breath works another style, um, psychedelic healing is another style. I'm a big fan of that too. This but yeah, we need to talk about. I, I'm due for a trip actually. I'm ordering some this week. So we so I like I like the balance. I'm quite a head heavy person. So I'm quite a Asperger's structure, black and white. I like order and structure in my life. So I like the step one, step two, step three, step four, you get a result. I like structure. I like processes. So I like this his style, Demon Haiti's style, where if you break down the image, so if you go back to the moment, the frame of the trauma that happened to you, and you actually take the snapshot and you break it down. 
what in that moment did you perceive that was traumatic, painful, hurtful, etc.? And if you actually list out the traits, so say it was hurt, say it was lying, say it was betrayal, say it was um, disgust, say it was guilt, whatever, and you break down them individually and then find how each of those traits have served you, it then becomes you balance the lopsidedness and you see how it's happened for you. This is the the practical implementation that life is always happening for you, not to you. Everyone's heard that at some level, right? Life's happening for you, not to you. Life's, there's other variations of that. Yeah. How do you apply it? How I've been, I've been not me, but I've worked with people that have been sexually assaulted, been abandoned, been 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 uh, taken advantage of. And how do you apply that quote to that? It's the same process. I've done it with people that have been sexually assaulted. I did one literally. Uh, what's today? Yesterday. Yesterday. Afternoon, I had a client and we went through a sexual assault that she went through. We did the same process. Yeah. So the process is you actually just see how things served you. I'll use a good example. So I was uh, one of my clients from about three, maybe six months ago now, and I'll call her Sarah. So Sarah was getting triggered a lot. Your triggers reveal trauma that hasn't been processed through. It's the unhealed wound. So, and it will continue to be triggered until you heal through it. And that's where the quote comes, you attract people and circumstances to reveal the parts you haven't worked through yet. So being triggered is revealing a trauma. So and she was getting triggered. We we're going through a, co- a coaching session. How was your week last week? She's like, I was triggered like a motherfucker. I said, awesome. <laughs> Where's it come from? Right. So we went through what specifically triggered you. So she, uh, her car broke down and her person she was seeing, not her partner, but the person she was kind of seeing, didn't come to look after her. Just kind of left, stranded her. Like didn't support her, etc. And she felt abandoned. That was the trait. That was the experience. So great, where in your life have you been through or experienced abandonment? She went up and like her eyes started to water and she's like, mom and dad. Yeah. Okay, tell me when and where did you experience and perceive abandonment? Go to the moment, go to the experience that you went through. Was that a school rehearsal? Was it a sporting event? I can't remember the actual event. And I said, great. So he went into the moment. I said, great. What's the benefits of being abandoned? And it's a hard question to ask. Most people won't ask it. Most people aren't willing to look for the answer for it. And anyways, it, take, it takes a while. This doesn't take two seconds. It took, took 10, 15, 20 minutes to do so. What else are the benefits? What else are the benefits? What else are the benefits? And I asked her, I said, Sarah, what is your biggest strength? What are you, what's some of your biggest strengths that you have to this day? She was a single mom, ran her own business, doing half a million bucks of profit per year, trained every single morning. She was very independent and strong. I said, where do you think that strength has come from? And like the light bulb started to click. The light bulbs, oh my God. I said, what happened? Let's pretend your parents bubble wrapped you and never let you fall over and never gave you independence, which is abandonment. Where would you be today? Would you give up the strength you have today? And she wouldn't. So I was just balancing the pain to the pleasure, the pleasure to the pain. It's bringing it back into balance. So how is that social anxiety giving me the social skills I have today? I, I have like a sixth sense superpower of helping people feel safe to be vulnerable. That's come from my pain of emotional volatility that I went through. My social anxiety has made me a very fucking good communicator. So it's seen how the pain has given you growth. It's seen how the abandonment has given you strength. It's seen how the pain has given you purpose. So that's my favorite style of doing it, but I've done DMT breathwork sessions where I had all these amazing breakthroughs and awesome. I've done psychedelics, big fan of psychedelics. I do it every sort of three to six months and I've had some awesome breakthroughs through that. So there's different styles of different modalities. You literally did uh, a healing yesterday, did a Reiki healing. I've, like I said, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole just yet, Mm. 
but I prefer the one I went through because you can break it down. I'm assistance step-by-step guy, but all roads lead to Rome for me. It's like whatever floats your boat. If you're a psychedelic guy, if you're a, uh, a structured gal, you like the structure. If you like to just go sit in nature and meditate, if you like to, I'm not sure, spend time, get a therapist. There's nothing wrong with that either. So yeah, that's my ways that I've been able to work through it anyways. Um, I love that you are into psychedelics. I've never really gone down that path to heal. And like you just said, you want to go down the Reiki. Why don't we swap and see how it goes? Um, I wanted to bring this up because it was just a moment that I was not sure what was happening yesterday. But I really feel like it's it's going to be a great sort of conversation with you and I because shifting energy based on how you're feeling to be, I guess, a certain version through a podcast. Had I gone through the podcast with you yesterday, yep. I don't know how I would have been, but I felt called to reach out and say, are you okay to reschedule? Yep. I've never been like that before, Lewis, awesome. ever. And I feel like it's been like a intuition thing or even just allowing myself to, you know, speak truth. Have you ever been through something like that where you've gone with intuition or you've gone against it? How did you work through it? Mm, beautiful. Um, I guess the similar similar quote, the life presents you with people and circumstances to help you heal and to reveal parts you haven't worked through is like life is always happening for you. It's been learning to become conscious of the feedback and the lessons the universe is sending you and i i got the i actually learned this in my nlp course it wasn't nlp but it was life will throw you pebbles if you don't listen it'll throw you boulders if it doesn't listen it'll throw you a brick wall so listening to the pebbles so you don't have to get to the brick walls is the goal so yeah definitely like i've had moments in my life where it's like i was conflicted and i was putting other people's needs ahead of my own um i guess my trait and nature is very people pleaser put everyone else's needs ahead of my own and devalue who i am as a human being and as a man as a person so i've done that many many times like too many to count like um saying yes to opportunities because it was better for the other person rather than me take taking less of a deal because i wanted the other person to do well and i was too firm to stand up for myself but then i've had the opposite through my healing journey as well as yourself is learning to I guess value who you are and have those firm boundaries and learning to know what you do and don't tolerate with yourself life is giving you those opportunities if you i had a call with a, a new client started with me today and we were going through like things i go through what are our expectations what do you want to work through etc and it's like she said what she wants to do but then she also told me her problems but those problems were actually giving her exactly what she wanted <laughs> it was actually just having like if you ask for a beautiful relationship you're not going to be given a beautiful relationship you're going to be presented with the problems and challenges and things to you need to learn to be worthy of a beautiful relationship if you get if you wish for patience you don't get given patience you get given opportunities to practice patience so uh i guess one that comes to mind literally last week so i've got a landlord at my studio he's a dick and i can't <laughs> i can't even put it any other nice way he's just a dick I don't use labels because of my upbringing of bipolar, autistic and all that stuff. We have patterns and we have traits and natures, but I do not use the label bipolar. But if you were to give someone it, you could give him this one. So he sent me emails like, fuck you, fuck this, get your shit to... As my landlord, I'm his paying tenant. I'm paying him six and a half Gs a month in rent. And he's like, there was an issue with the building. It wasn't even my doing. It was the previous tenant and he was blaming me for it. And I wasn't, I, I was navigating that. And anyways, he was just swearing his head off to me in an email. And the old me would have been, oh my God. And I actually did get triggered because it brought up my pain and hurt my dad because it was that trait coming back then. So I attracted more healing opportunities through him, which is what I'm grateful for. 
And I said, fuck this. I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. And I did it in a polite way. I said, Mr. I won't say his name, Mr. Jack. I hope you're well. Firstly, why are you swearing at your paying tenant in your, of your whatever? It is insanely disrespectful. I addressed all the points about the email. And I said, so to summarize, clean up your communication with me or do not talk to me again and go through your partner, her name, because she's always spoken to me with respect. I'll, I'll speak to you tomorrow on the phone, X, Y, Z, see you later. I went down to the building, solved the problem, which was he was having a fit about. And then I called him and said, hey, mate, I'm at the studio, fix it all up, X, Y, Z, here's the plan. And he said, mate, I'm so sorry for what I did in those emails. And who knows, maybe no one stood up to him to give him that lesson. Maybe he's never been actually called out on that because he's working through his shit. And he actually meant, he said, yeah, I'm still working through my stuff, mate. I apologize for that. So the thing that actually triggered me was actually the the gift that the universe was sending me once again. So by listening to that intuition, say, you know what? What's this here for? Why, why have I attracted this right now? What's the benefit of this coming to me right now? There's an opportunity for me to grow. Yes, he's literally triggering some of my deepest stuff, which is my dad's stuff. But what a beautiful gift for me to actually approach this. So yeah, I've done both ends of the spectrum. Very people please. I put everyone else's needs first, but still learning and to, uh, to be firmer and not tolerate things I don't tolerate. But that's the journey that we're all on. I love that you brought up triggers and it's kind of like a massive thank you. This is for me. And it's great because I was at an event over the weekend and Alex Tripod's a really good friend of mine. Oh, he was, awesome. She, if you, are you in Sydney? I always forget where you are. Are you Brizzy? Uh, I'm Goldie. I saw her speak at Morgan Nelson's event. Like it was a, um, it was a $49 event, like a cheaper event. And she was the opener. I actually sent her a message yesterday. I saw her on your story. I reached out to her to get her on my podcast actually, but. Um, yeah, I saw her speak. Great energy. Great, great gals. Seriously. And it was just, if you're triggered by this, you're welcome. <laughs> this just institution. So I really love that you're bringing that up. Um, speaking of triggers, my partner and I, we recently, and when I say recently, like yes, like yesterday have started a new routine because he's been feeling quite affected by work based on like being underground, going to the tunnels, um, not seeing any daylight. And I don't know if you know, um, where he works now is like the highest suicide rate at the moment. Wow. We've just been going through a new routine where we're both, including myself, waking up at 4 a.m. in regards to like supporting him with this morning routine, getting through exercise, journaling, meditation, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm sharing this because it's fucking hard still. Um, are you going through anything new or, and exciting in your relationship dynamic right now or anything that you guys are currently Queen, how often have you said, I spent my whole life studying, I've been to school my whole life, and I've actually learned nothing that teaches me the tools and strategies to build a successful business in the outside world. You've probably spent thousands of dollars on courses, or you've heard fake news from business gurus, or you've gone to business school. Well, I'm here to give this incredible news to everyone here right now that this is Queen Stream University. Get out of debt and actually start making money in the online space, knowing and having the foundations to build a successful business. Now I'm talking because I have gone through the trenches. I have been a fitness coach, built my online business as a pro athlete, and now I am a business coach. You'll go from having absolutely no idea what your business is through in the eight weeks, learn the foundations of knowing what your purpose is, your vision and mission, 
and also understanding your business values with the execution to know what that business is. You'll also learn branding, social media, content strategy, marketing, and more importantly, how to sell. With Queen Stream University, it'll cut out the bullshit and remove all the fluff and get you working specifically on your business so you can execute this in eight weeks to get ready to launch. Why I've created this Queen Stream University? I wanted you to have something where you get to access something straight away, where you get to fast track your growth, as well as remove any doubt, any overwhelming sensation or stress or the question that everyone seems to ask, where do I begin? With Queenstream University, you'll be able to build wealth, freedom, and at the end of the day, be an entrepreneur and be able to say, I have finally built my own thing, my own business. And I've stopped making money for someone else and I'm now making money for my own empire. Queenstream University. We had a good chat on Sunday. Good timing. Well done. <laughs> we had a... Uh... So, uh, I had a conversation with the same client yesterday, actually, and we were speaking about relationships and just like, she's getting triggered and she's asking about setting boundaries and how to know if he's the right one or not. And she's had some past relationship stuff that was showing up in this relationship. So, uh, something I do with my clients, I like to be vulnerable and share my, my stuff to show that I'm a human being just like them. And I shared with her, I literally had, uh, on Sunday. So Sunday just went Tuesday right now. So two days ago. Um, there was some red flags that I was noticing in my relationship with my partner. And I've been with my partner three and a half years now. And we were still healing, we're still growing. And as when I when I what I suggest to people when they get into the dating scene is understand what's the vision for your relationship, what's the partner's vision, is there alignment, and are you both willing to work on each other's shit to get to where you want to get to, to become who you need to be to have the things that you want. And as you both grow, you discover new things that you don't tolerate. Like I would assume there's standards you have right now that you didn't have a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. And there were ones that were just showing up for me and just little things like cleanliness things, standards things, communication things. And it's like, hey, babe, tomorrow, and this is how, this is how you can order a healthy way for everyone listening. Just go to your partner and say, hey, babe, hey, honey bun, hey, sugar, sugar baby. Can we have an open conversation just about each other's standards of how we can both grow together? Because there's things that I want to be better at and I would love to work with you to grow together. And what we did, we got a whiteboard, my name on one side, my Georgia, my partner on the other side. I write down stuff for myself because I'm working on me still. And I wrote down some stuff for her to work on and she wrote down some stuff for her and some stuff for me to work on. And then we just go through it and we, in a healthy way, unpack what are our concerns? What are our issues? So nothing specifically, like not major red flags for us, like no like game breaking ones, just like standards, like cleanliness, making sure we're cleaning up our room. Our rooms are high standard. Our work offices are nice standard. Health as well. Meditation for me, I want to be better with my meditation. So I said I'll do four last week. I only did two. So I want to be better with my meditations. Please hold me to that standard. I've done two so far this week. So I'm on track. Um, so just like stuff like that, like health, intimacy, communication, um, like George is healing through some stuff that she's working on, which is manifesting in certain areas. And I'm okay with that as long as she's willing to do the work to fix where it's showing up as. And that's, I think, a big distinction. I'd love people to really understand that people, everyone has their own stuff. You've got to appreciate that. But if your partner is consciously choosing not to work through it, that's a no, that's a non-negotiable for me. If my partner was like that, I wouldn't be with my partner. So just bringing, shining those lights and putting that awareness 
on where each other can heal, yourself included. Because this is, I actually spoke to a good friend of mine uh, last week about this. He's just got out of a not so good relationship. He's in a really beautiful conscious one now, which is really awesome. And he said, man, honestly, I've heard you speak, make videos on this, but I'm finally experiencing it where a healthy relationship where you both feel safe enough to express versions of yourself that you won't express elsewhere, your partner will see more sides to you than anyone else. And by definition of that, they will see more wounds to you than anyone else. So when you can both bring awareness to it, which will unconsciously happen or just happen by being around each other, seeing each other in all your different shapes and forms, but then have the awareness to regulate and hold space and love unconditionally to allow each other to heal, you'll have more fucking growth than any mentor, any business fucking program, any mastermind because they're bringing awareness to those deepest, darkest parts of you that no one else gets to see. So that was kind of a long answer, but that's relationships for me. The way I love it, you know that. And you said cleanliness. We literally had this conversation because I'm a relationship. Can you believe it? Yeah. And yeah, it's just funny you brought that up because Jordan and I are going through some really funny things in regards to that. So love it, healing and growing. Um, So I want to obviously ask something that's huge for me recently. You know, when you go through, I guess, different phases in your business and also your life, you go to an event and it brings back memories of something that you knew was always going to be really important for you and you kind of go down another path and then get back to where you really were. So I say this because I've become really obsessed, and I'm going to use the obsessed, with discipline and trust because this was a huge theme in Alex's event recently. And so coming back to my question is, what is discipline to you and how do you trust in yourself every day? There's a beautiful, beautiful question. Um, Something I love about you too, and I saw this on our podcast, your level of vulnerability, because to be honest, when I saw your stuff, I was like, this chick has got her shit together. Like, holy fuck. Like, she's killing it. And not that you're not, obviously, but just I love that you're beautiful and showing those parts of you, which is amazing. It's probably why you're you're helping so many people is you're not just showing the glamorous sides of you, which you've got. You've also got the real vulnerable side. So I just wanted to point that out. But um, question was discipline and trust. So there's a beautiful uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. He comes to mind for this if you've gone down his rabbit hole. And Taoism, and he is a great book called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. It's my top top three books. Go read that. Really, really good. And he just talks about detachment. So he, I, I always use this example. He uses it in the book. If you've got a bowl of water, and he, he says, put your hands in the water and try grab the water as hard as you can. Put all your energy and effort to try grab that water. Squeeze. Put your like work harder. Grab the water. What happens to the water? It avoids you. And he uses the analogy of the harder you try, the more you chase, the more you want, the less you get it. And your goals avoid you. It's the mirage of, I'll be happy once I achieve this. And you just went to see Alex. I'm sure she teaches very similar stuff, right? I actually saw a reel she posted, B, and then you attract. So it's the mirage of, I'll be happy once I have the relationship, once I have the money, once I have the business, once I have the success. But it's a mirage that even if you do hit it, which not everyone does, but they say you do, okay, I hit the million, but I'm still not happy. I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still quite empty inside. It wasn't 1 million, it was 10 million. And then the chase begins again. So it's the balance between having detachment of not needing anything. We, we came into this life with nothing and we are leaving it with nothing. From the second your consciousness began, to the second you passed away, 
There is nothing there. Your consciousness is weightless. It's formless. I'm not sure on your spiritual beliefs for the guys listening, but I believe we come from source, we return to source. It's a two-way ticket. So we come in with nothing. We're going to leave with nothing. The ego of how many achievements and accumulations you make, how much money you've got in your bank account, how great your car looks, how great your body is, that's all goals to stroke the ego and feel good about yourself. I'm not saying don't have goals. I'm not saying go be a slob and don't do anything with your life, but it's the dichotomy of knowing exactly what you're inspired to have and being so detached from ever having it. And when you get to that point, life is so beautiful and bliss because you can't get taken advantage of. My partner treats me like shit. I'm totally cool being by myself. See you later. I'm totally cool. I had a beautiful sales call uh, about 30 minutes ago. And like, I was so detached from her working with me. It's like, I just want to help you. Like if, if, you, if we're the right fit, if we energetically align and I can help you with what you're looking for, let's make some magic together. And if not, I'll just try out some value to you. But it's like when you're desperate for the sale, then you'll get taken advantage of, you get manipulated. Kerwin Ray, I love him. I did his coaching for a long time. Uh, you're friends with uh, Krista, is that yes, right? She, cool. so, yeah, so um, I, I did Kerwin's mastermind for three years. So that's where a lot of my sort of uh, initial business skills came from. Uh, and he, he uses the line a lot, like whatever you whatever you need in life will control you. So if you're not needy of your goals and you're so detached from them, but you're still inspired to go after them, it's such a beautiful place to be in. So I think back to your question is having discipline of like, okay, well, what's the goal? And let's break down our steps of how we're going to get there. Because manifestation is not doing this and hoping shit rocks up. Okay. It's you do take action, but you're so detached from it that you're not needy of it. You haven't got that needy energy, which is repelling things like the water. It's like the needy kid at school that always wants attention, which I was. <laughs> so it was, you repel everything, right? So you're not attached. So you are detached. So you're not needy of it. So you're attracting it because you're grateful for it because you practice those emotions and you practice those meditations and those visualizations or whatever you do. And you also have the discipline of structure to get there because success, sorry, discipline equals freedom. If Jocko Willick, if you're a Jocko Willick fan, like, discipline will give you freedom discipline gives you success so for me it's the dichotomy of both so it's having the trust that your universe will prevail and it will provide you exactly with what you need exactly when you need it and being disciplined to do the things that are needed to get the goal as well so i think it's i think they're a beautiful balance between the two i'm sure alex would actually have very similar views on what i've just said so that's that's my view on it, anyways. Uh, but you said it so well. It was beautiful. The detachment piece is huge, and I find you're right. The minute you do detach in anything in life, the more everything becomes a byproduct, and you just yep. work through love and gratitude. So, Oops. reminder. Um, I want to do something special. Cool. So we spoke about routine and meditation and journaling. This is a little bit. I guess it depends how much you want to share. But I'm an open book. Go for what it. was the last thing you wrote in your journal that you wouldn't want anyone to know? I don't do too much journaling, just to let you know. Um, I do a lot of meditating. I I have I'm a here's my outcome for the day. <laughs> so that that's not very yeah, sure. um, Wait. Uh, like what I'm what I'm doing today. I had a sales call, so yeah, you go. So I don't do too much journaling. So I don't have um, if I was to answer that from a, what's something I'm working through. I'm probably just working through my addiction to stimulus, to be honest. I've come from a very bad porn addiction when I was younger. So that's still something that shows up for me. So if you've read Atomic Habits, like habits never go away, but it's about like removing all the triggers for it. So I'm working really hard to removing all those triggers for me. So all those external stimulus, all those beautiful women on social media, unfollowing them all just to get like remove myself from the stimulus from it. 
addiction to my phone that is definitely something i know i work from it i do i do the lead messages i do my work from it but like i literally i have on my calendar 6 30 to 8 a.m my phone is outside of my office so i can't touch it um so i can just do flow work i'm writing a book at the moment so podcasts clients etc so it's like addictions is the answer but probably like addiction to sexual energy is definitely something i'm working through that's probably my most vulnerable thing i'm working through at the moment uh addiction to my phone um be that they're probably my two biggest ones Um, i'm a pretty disciplined i'm a structured dude that's the gift of asperger's i love structure i love routine i love doing things uh consistently or probably meditation Uh, as i mentioned last week i only got two out of the four so that's probably something i'm working through as well but I don't actually journal that much. I, I do a lot of visualization. I do a lot of, I have long showers. I have like 15 minute showers where I just let my mind breathe. My thoughts go everywhere. So um, not too much journaling, but I try to answer it from a different angle. I really appreciate your honesty and just being so vulnerable to share that. Thank you. Uh, the addiction piece, do you feel, again, like my own, I, I have addictions definitely as well. And, rant, and I speak about this on my podcast around my red wine and other things too. When you work through one, do you feel like another addiction is formed? Yes and no. I uh, like your your. I, I think you teach limiting beliefs as well. I think that's something that you do with clients as well. And it's uh, I I've, I've it's cool when you learn like other coaches' styles of achieving the same outcome. It's really cool. So I went and saw Jack Delosa, if you know who that is, and he's a awesome. I did his um, mastermind or his um, his uh, the entourage for about uh, I think two years. And I went to an event, best free, uh, sorry, best cheap event I've ever done. It was like 50 bucks. He's recently come out with more, I think. As well. Yeah. He's got another one coming up in Sydney. I kind of want to go do it again. It was 50 bucks, two full day events. Lunch was supplied. It was buffet lunch for 50 bucks. It was insane. Yeah, food. Uh, it was like the food alone is worth more than that. So it was really good. Anyways, but he, he taught limiting beliefs and it was actually a really cool variant of mine, which I sharpened up my limiting beliefs uh, um, by way of teaching it. And you go through, where's the limiting belief come from? What's it cost you, et cetera, et cetera. But what was the benefit of that limiting belief to start with? And that really was interesting because we only do things because it benefits us in the moment, right? But what's gotten us to where we are won't get us to where we want to go to. So say my limiting belief that I did in that particular event that I'm referring to was I don't know. That was the event. I want to start a business, but I don't know how to do it. I want to start a high ticket, whatever, but I don't know how to make sales. I I don't know. And it just kept stopping me from doing that. But what was the benefit of that belief when it first came in? Made me a good learner. Made me a good student. Made me submissive to my dad. Because if I don't know anything, he knows everything. I'm a great listener to him. I won't challenge him on anything. So there was a lot of benefits to it. But then when you rewrite the living, the, you destroy the limiting belief, there's more things you do to do that. And then what's the expansive belief? You put in one and it's uh, everything is figure outable. So that's the new belief that I've adopted through that. But then another question within the next part was, What's a healthier way to get the benefit from the old belief? So to answer your question is, I believe addictions, as long as you solve the benefit that it was giving you with a healthier alternative, like let's say smoking, for example. Smoking for most people is going to cure stress. You could do that through yoga. You could do that through meditation. You could do that through breath work. I'm I'm not a smoker. Um, I had cigarettes, never smoked a cigarette in my life. And I've just, this is just a hypothesis I've got, but smoking is just taking a big breath in. Isn't that just breath work? 
It's obviously got the nicotine in there. So true. Wouldn't they just get the benefit if they just took a fucking big breath in? And if you look at the um, the vapes right now, there's no nicotine in there from what I know. Some of them do. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but isn't it that, like, I don't know. I've, I've actually never spoken to anyone about this. It's just like... I, I, I used to smoke vapes. I'll be completely honest. Yeah. I got into that during COVID because it was yeah. one way to lose weight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was addictive because I think it was the nicotine in it. The reason for doing it was to lose weight for competing. Yeah. So, yeah. What was the question? Yeah. Uh, Oh, the reason behind why doing it. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, I don't know. I've never actually smoked. I'm sure there's way more behind what I'm saying. But like, if you just think of the act of smoking, let's say, pretend you had a cigarette. Fucking just do five of those without the smoke and you'll feel sweet. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know, maybe I'm being too simplistic, but um, the point to the, your question is as long as you solve the benefit of that not so good habit yeah. with something that's empowering so don't go from smoking to eating shit food or don't go from smoking to drugs or don't go from smoking to phone addictions go from smoking to breath work yeah. go from um i know uh scrolling on video games to going out in nature like replace it with something that's expansive and empowering and serves and gets the benefit of what that not so good habit or addiction is Jordan needs to hear that because he's just gotten off the vape and he's dreaming about it. Sorry, babe, if you're listening. <laughs> um, empowering as well, my darling. What I wanted to ask, got two questions for you. Um, you're obviously going to an event or to learn tonight, which can I just share? I used to be obsessed with like going to concerts for like Beyonce, Bieber. Um, now Gary V's coming to Australia. I'm like, oh, yeah, heard a bit of that. Um, who are you seeing and why do you like to learn so much? I love learning. Well, I, I teach values and your voids create your values. So what were, whatever was painful for you becomes important to you. So if you had pain around image, so someone was commented on the way that you look, you were the ugliest sibling, mum or dad or ex-boyfriend or girlfriend told you how ugly you were or cheated on you, who was someone who was more pretty than you and it was painful, image will come and become important to you. Wealth or money was, was painful for me. I remember going to school with no food sometimes. I remember having just pain around money, no money for certain family things. So wealth was all pa- wealth was painful, a void, so it's important to me. Learning was painful to me. This is a benefit of the Asperger's. I struggled learning. I was in the learning disabled classes. <laughs> I always use this funny story. Remember pen licenses or biro licenses in school? I was the last person in my grade to get it. Now, if anyone watching the video, my handwriting is still fucked up. Like you can't really read it. I can't I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. I'm like, what does that even say? So um the reason I love learning is because it was actually painful to me. So whatever your voids were are important to you. I'm not saying you have to have a void to keep learning, but that's why it intrinsically drives me to learn. But I also link it to business. I link it to my purpose. I link it to just improving my relationship. I understand what my values are and I understand that learning is going to improve everything across the board. So yeah, we're going to see Jordan Belford tonight. He's not my number one pick in terms of self-development. I'll be honest with that. Uh, my brother actually, my brother's getting into the self-development world, which I'm really pumped and proud of him for. And he actually invited me to the event. He said, you want to come with me? I said, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's go. So yeah, going to see him. I'm literally, we've got, uh, he'll be at my house in the next 10 minutes and then we're driving straight up there. So looking forward to it. And I just want to add how important and beautiful it is to hear that because like I said, it's just nice from one entrepreneur to another to hear you obviously wanting to still immerse yourself in learning and the money stuff is so similar to me too and how you just 
spoke about your pain being your greatest teacher, but also your greatest gift to where you are now. Um, so a little light on this. This is like one of my, this is one of my magic sources as a coach. So your greatest, uh, your purpose in life, your greatest purpose, we have many purposes, but your greatest Northern star is an expression of your highest value and your biggest value comes from your biggest void. So to f- really lean into your purpose, what was your biggest void and pain in your upbringing? If you really lean into that, and this ties into trauma, this is where trauma is such a gift. I filmed a video on that this morning. So if you lean into, so my greatest pain was around my mental and emotional state, my healing, my wounds, my confidence, my self-worth, all that stuff. My purpose is to heal and improve the consciousness of the world. And it is a direct inverse of the pain. So if anyone wants to get clearer on their purpose or maybe just troubleshoot this and maybe sharpen it up a little bit, what was your biggest void or pain in your upbringing? And if you want to take that even next level, write down the events you went through. Not to sit in our pity parties and sit in our wounds, but to transmute that fucking energy into action. Because when I think about my pain, I'm sure if you do the same tomorrow or anyone listening, if you think about your biggest voids or pains and you went through, it will bring up certain emotions. You don't need a fucking coffee when you feel it, right? Then transmute that into creative energy and change the fucking world. That's where you don't give a fuck about people's opinions. That's where you're willing to work long hours. It's where you're willing to get uncomfortable and pay people for answers because that pain drives you to help people go through the things you went through. We become the people we needed when we're at our lowest. So that's why I love voids, pains, values, purpose. That's that's why I love it. I can see why you're writing a book. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, I've got a course and it's all videoed. It's like 20 hours of videos. That's my service. Anyone wants to work with me, that's my service. But I want to turn it into a book. It's fucking hard, but I'm trying because I, I teach the, I've got, all, I've got everything documented out with all the images and all that stuff. But then to teach it with all the analogies and stories and all that stuff, that's something I'm trying to do at the moment. So something I am doing at the moment. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it it's, um, it's, it's challenging, but it's, uh, it's, I'm enjoying it. I mean, your analogies on this podcast has been amazing. So thank you thank you my friend um i'm so grat grad i was gonna say great and glad at the same time i'm so grateful maybe it was grateful that we actually were able to do this episode so thank you for being here i always finish with a question of you know if you were to give advice to anyone listening to what your keys to the queendom is or maybe kingdom hey beautiful kings and queens are you right now in a space where you're ready to take action and build your business yet you struggle where to begin you're feeling stuck and overwhelmed with all the things you need to do when it comes to building a business now my empire circle membership is a 12-month commitment where you will build the business of your dreams in the online space and be in the arena of all the incredible great humans out there that are building seven to eight figure businesses now the foundations that i truly believe in that you are going to learn through this membership is sales, marketing, content creation, social media, money mindset, and of course, branding. Now, all of this will be accessible for you to be learning what is currently hot right now in the market and how you can create your own business and build a successful business in the online space. All you have to do right now is DM Empire in my Instagram or email myself and my team and we will get the ball rolling so you can have your empire and start making moves in the online space. Uh, I like queen them. I can be a queen. Yeah, you I can be a queen. I can be a queen. Yeah. What would that advice be? Um, 
I always get, everyone says like one piece of advice and I give like 10 paragraphs. But um, so if I had to give one, if I had to give one, it would be understand who you unapologetically authentically are and be it. And I know you teach that. So I think you'd really agree with that. But you've, and, and what does that look like? Your values, your purpose, your mission, and your vision. And then you have a plan and then you learn the mental and emotional tools to overcome the shit that stops you from getting it. But if I couldn't give you all of that, it would just be understand your values. I just recorded episode 200 of my podcast and it is step-by-step how to do it. So I'm actually giving you a free training. It's not live yet. It'll probably be live by the time this one's live. Um, but yeah, if you want to determine your values and actually live to them, I actually teach you step-by-step how to do it. Do that and just live to them because when you're being authentically you, you shine bright, right? Your light shines brightest when you let it shine freely. It's letting it actually glow because you'll never feel amazing trying to be number two of someone else. So if you just understand who you unapologetically are, which are your values, which come from your voids, that's why your pain shape you into who you are, and you just be that person, and then you monetize your purpose, which is another conversation, um, your life is pretty fucking awesome. I think we need a part two of this episode, my I, I love I love you, your energy, and your your what you're doing for for women, and uh, you do work with guys. I saw a testimonial, and there was like, "There's one guy in the program now." So um, <laughs> two now, awesome. So um, for all the queens and kings you work with, I love what you do. I love connecting with. I think I'm not sure if you're the same, but podcast your podcast allows you just to connect with beautiful people, just people that are impacting, people that are working on their shit, people that are vulnerable, and um, yeah, it's been. I was so grateful that you said yes to coming to my podcast. So thank you. Grateful, I'm gonna make me cry. Stop it, Lois. What water your eyes? <laughs> One tear coming down. Uh, where can everyone find you as well? And what are you working on? What What do you want to drop in? This is your opportunity, my friend. Look, if you just want to connect, like Lewis Huckstep, pretty much on anything. I've got quite a unique name, which I'm good good for in this this sense. So Lewis Huckstep on Instagram. I do have a website, but I'm redirecting it right now to something else. So check it out if you want. But it'll probably be something else by the time we finish. Just holler at me. Like I do coach people one-on-one. I'm very selective. I'm like you. I work with the right people. I need to be able to truly fucking over-deliver with what you're looking for. And we need to be an energetic match for each other. So if you want to work with me, if you feel drawn to my message, you want to connect, I'd love to connect. Um, but yeah, if you just want some value, like I respond to all my messages. So if you holler at me, I'm happy to connect and give you some some advice from a distance. But yeah, that's uh, that's probably the best place to find me. You're not a bot. You have your own skills when it comes to messaging people. And I love that about you. Guys, this has been absolutely amazing. And this is Lewis Huckstep with Keys to the Queendom. Thank you so much, my friend, for being here. Thank you so much.